The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday. We're looking at the end of that reading from Matthew 2, verses 7 to 12. Last Sunday was Epiphany Sunday, a day when we think of the worship of the wise men of the infant Jesus, and we'll hear of their worship in our reading right now. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. My dear friends in Christ, when the wise men left King Herod, that star which had originally gotten them to Palestine in the first place and had disappeared, it reappeared. And now imagine how overjoyed those wise men, the Magi, had to be at seeing that star again that, that ended up guiding them right there to the house where Mary and Joseph were, were staying sometime after Jesus had been born. They were overjoyed, but if you think about it, that star, really what it could have done in the first place, it could have guided them right there without them having any problem, without it disappearing like it did. But it disappeared to force them to seek help. And that help ended up coming to them from the word of God because, well, what they did is they went to King Herod. And what did King Herod have to do? He had to go to the chief priests and the scribes, the ones who copied scripture, and find out from them what God's word said about this. They had to look at Micah's prophecy, which talked about the Bethlehem birth of the Savior. So here what the Holy Spirit's doing is underscoring for us the importance of the word of God how the Lord wants us to search the scriptures because when we think about the scriptures, there is so much knowledge and so much strengthening that the word of God can give to us if we're just willing to keep on searching the scriptures. Well, what the star did is it led the wise men right there to the house where Mary and Joseph and Jesus were. Matthew says they saw the star with his 
they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Again, when we think about the birth of Jesus, when we think of Jesus, the young infant that he was at this particular time, he looked like a normal child. He didn't look like their Savior and Lord. But as a part of their worship, what they did is they gave him these precious gifts, these precious gifts that they brought with them. And those gifts may very well have been needed by Mary and Joseph later on when they had to flee to Egypt. Because remember what happened is that, well, King Herod didn't want to worship Jesus. He wanted to try to get rid of Jesus. And well, when Mary and Joseph fled with Jesus down to Egypt, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh, that might have provided for them while they were away that time. When well, King Herod was killing all the baby boys in Bethlehem that were two years old and younger. But again, it's interesting to note that when you think about Jesus, he didn't look like King Jesus. He didn't look like the Savior of the world. He looked like a normal child. But that didn't hamper their generosity. Their gifts were given because they were overflowing with faith in, well, the promises of God that by the grace of God they knew. Like the Magi, we have the opportunity to give generously to our Lord, to our Savior, but our sinful nature is always going to try to get in the way, stopping, lessening our generosity toward the Savior. And well, when we consider the, the gifts of our time and our talents and our treasures to the Lord, well, let's remember what the scriptures say. The scriptures say, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And King David, he said, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. And when the Lord encourages us to give generously to him, what does he say? He says, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. That's the promise of our Lord who has given us so much already. And here we can think about physical blessings, material blessings, especially spiritual blessings, our Savior and faith and everything associated with him, and, and in thanks for what he's given to us. Let's not hesitate to give back to him generously. And then, well, as scripture says, let's watch God bless us as he promises that he will. Matthew says, And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, the Magi returned to their country by another route. Well, had the Magi trusted Herod and his 
claimed that he wanted to go and worship Jesus, well, Jesus could have been killed, but, but of course, God intervened because this wasn't the time yet. And, well, God was and still is in control. And that's something important for us to remember as we especially think about all the things that are going on in our world. God is and always will remain in control. He is taking care of things for the best of his believing children. Well, in a dream, what happened is that the Magi heard from the Lord that they should go home by another route and that going another route probably added many miles to an already long trip. But we hear no word of them grumbling or complaining. They didn't consider this command to be a burden. Their hearts were filled with love for their Savior, and they were glad to go another way so that Herod wouldn't have the opportunity there to kill their Savior at this particular time. If only we could all look at God's command in the same way that the wise men looked at this command, not as a burden, but as a wonderful way to show our thanks to God for all of his grace and mercy to us. And if only we could gladly obey him and understand that when we would disobey him, well, well the wise men didn't want Jesus to be hurt. And well, we'll want to follow God's will because we don't want Jesus to be hurt in a sense. We could say that, you know, it's been said that whenever we sin against God, it's as if we're deliberately, we're kind of pounding that crown of thorns into Jesus' head a little bit deeper. And instead, what we'll want to do is live in love for the Savior, work at following God's will, work at doing that for the one who loved us so much that he went to the cross and there he paid for all of our sins. Well, the, the Magi, what they did is they lived lovingly for the Savior, the one that they knew was going to take care of their sins. And may God help us also to live lovingly for our Savior that we, with God's help, would always strive to do God's will. Well, the Magi, what they did is they traveled far and they overcame obstacles that could have kept them from worshiping Christ their King. What they did is they gave generously to him to thank him for all that he would end up doing for him and, and they showed their desire to live motivated by God's love. They did these acts of worship not because they were forced to do it, but because they wanted to, because the love of God so filled their hearts. And may God the Holy Spirit, may he build up and strengthen our faith so that all of our acts of worship are done for the same reason not because we feel forced, but because we're so filled with the love of God that we just say, 
got to worship this Savior. He's been so great, so good to me. He'll continue to be great and good to me. Well, the saying goes, wise men and women still worship the Savior. He is our Savior. He paid for all of our sins with his death on the cross. And he's going to take us home to heaven. And so thank God that we've been made wise men and women through faith. And remember, wise men and women still worship Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for making us wise men and women who want to worship Jesus by... And we, we thank you for making us wise men and women by giving us faith in Jesus, our Savior. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.